before we dive into the tournament episode with Sam and Nigel, I've just got a few announcements. We've made it to the end of our interseason break leading up to Season 3. I hope you all have enjoyed these episodes, ending with a super fun one today. Just as a reminder, Season 3 will begin on September 7th, which means that there will be no new episodes in August. This will give me a bit of a break, and also more time to get ahead with Season 3. But even though there won't be any new content, there is a ton of old content, which means there isn't a better time than now to recommend Outer Rim reads to friends or family. Our transition to Season 3 is the perfect time for anyone to catch up on episodes, and spreading the show through word of mouth is one of the most helpful things you can do to support the podcast. So if you know anyone who likes Star Wars, who likes books, or even better, who likes Star Wars books, let them know about the show. And speaking of people who are a huge help to the podcast, I want to give a big thank you to all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash outerrimreads. It's because of you all that I'm able to keep this show going and also invest in new equipment to better the podcast. It really does mean a lot that you all have put aside some of your budgets to support this show, but also independent creators in general. So thank you so much. As always, to a massive shout out to our Lothal tier patron, Simon, who goes way above and beyond in his generosity. If anyone would like to join our patron community and get access to great benefits such as episode bloopers and bonus audio, exclusive t-shirts and stickers, input in future interseason break episodes, and more, you can join the family for as little as $3 a month at patreon.com slash outer rim reads. I counted, and there are 37, yes, 37 episode bloopers and bonus clips from this episode that will be going up on our Patreon over the next weeks. All of those and more will be waiting for you all at patreon.com slash outer rim reads. Now, let's get into episode 40, the tournament episode determining the best Force user in Star Wars, with Sam Geha and Nigel Wright. Hello there, listeners, and welcome to episode 40 of Outer Rim Reads, a podcast that journeys chapter by chapter through Star Wars novels across the canon. My name is Andrew Geha, and I'm your host along this journey. In today's episode, the last in our break leading up to season three, we'll be raising the stakes with another special tournament episode in which we will determine who the best Force user is. To help us answer this pressing question, I'm joined by my brother, Sam Geha, and our friend, Nigel Wright. Sam, Nigel, you both are pitted against each other with all the glory on the line. How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty well. I'm ready to take him down. Let me tell you, Andrew, I'm feeling great, and <laughs> Sam might as well just leave. I'm, I'm ready dangerous. to have a great day. And I'm feeling rhymey. <laughs> You're feeling rhymey. There's been a lot of uh, smack talk in the in the buildup. It was actually pretty funny that this all came to be because after the last tournament episodes between seasons one and two, Nigel said if there was ever another one of these, he would challenge you, Sam. And here you both are. And uh, <laughs> Nigel, you kind of have to back up your challenge. And Sam, 
We'll see if you can get some redemption after uh, <laughs> after losing out in the best droid tournament. You did put in a good showing, but here's here's the redemption opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have much to say, but what I do have to say is I've been looking forward to this. Well, let's put it this way. I don't know if any of us are anywhere near as talented <laughs> as Ethan is. I mean, shout out to my boy. Uh, yeah, I, I got to give him credit where credit's due. He was pretty skilled, and... I am hoping that I can, you know, bring some redemption back and and put a dub in my column. But uh, Ethan, it was a fair fight. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to some redemption against Nigel here. Wait, wait, redemption against me? Wait, how does that work if it's re- Ethan, but then Nigel? How? I don't know if you can Nigel, have Red maybe Dead Nigel's redemption been every against voice me. that I've that Ethan's heard in his head all along. Well, I mean, honestly, I'm every voice everyone on this podcast here inside their head. (laughs) That's a story for another time. (laughs) That's a Star Wars story for another time. (laughs) Solo, a Star Wars story. (laughs) But before we get into the tournament, if any of the listeners haven't heard both of the episodes that you have been on each uh, on the show before, could you both just talk a little bit about uh, your Star Wars fandom, you know, how you got involved with the universe and, you know, where you are now? Just talk a little bit about that so the listeners can know where you're coming from. So Star Wars for me, I I was basically born in the Star Wars. I came into this world, my family had all watched Star Wars. My older brother was, at the time, obsessed with Star Wars, so it kind of just got me going. So I was started with Phantom Menace, that's pretty much, I was born into that movie. It's when I was able to watch <laughs> film, first one. And then it's just grown since then, you know, movies, comics, TV shows, just going on Wikipedia, whatever it is, I'm always ready to just consume some Star Wars content. And if you haven't heard me before, if you didn't listen to that episode, I was on the episode with Andrew as we went through Darth Maul's Son of Dathomir. And that was, that was a great time. That was a great episode. I've heard that one multiple times. I mean, the the extent to which Nigel is a Star Wars database that that's his fandom incarnate in in uh, his neurons up there, and uh, it's 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 pretty impressive. I think just as like Doctor Strange is kind of connected to the astral plane, like so too is Nigel connected to just these (laughs) to Wikipedia constantly, (laughs) just the database of information. Just the absolute repository, the form of me that's just always on Wikipedia. You've opened every hyperlink successfully. Yeah. <laughs> Lost count of how many tabs this man had. Lost count of how many groups of tabs this man has. Yeah, I have a second computer that's just for Wikipedia tabs. <laughs> and how about you, Sam? I mean, I've been a Star Wars fan my whole life. As, as you well know, we were born into and molded by Star Wars um, ever since we were kids. I mean, when, when mom got us into um, a, a new hope. For the first time, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, that was the first movie that we saw. First movie we saw, the first one we saw in theaters was Phantom Menace, Indeed. but she made sure that we saw A New Hope first. Oh, yes, That yes. was our introduction. Exactly. Ever since getting introduced to A New Hope first, I mean, Star Wars has been my favorite movie franchise. The The story is exciting. The characters are, are fantastic. And it it, it gives, uh, especially it gave me as a, as a, as a kid... Something to, to latch on to and, and really enjoy from action figures to video games to the movies are so awesome. Um, it's, it's been a, a heck of a journey. And now I'm watching Clone Wars 2, uh, for the first Clone time. Clone Wars that, 2? Been... Is that a, is that a <laughs> sequel? Is there a second, a sequel? <laughs> I'm watching the Clone Wars as well. And, um, ah, there we it's, go. Okay. It's, it makes it's kinda, sense. 
it's it's reintroduced me to to the characters from the prequel trilogy and and um, even some beyond too um, in a really fun way. It's a great, it's a well done series, and just reminds me just how much of a work of art Star Wars is. That response is a work of art in of itself, and we've uh, we've got some Clone Wars characters in this tournament as well. So really, we'll see how much you've been paying attention to the show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I'll, I'll list the uh, the sixteen seeds we have for this tournament. I'll just go through. We have eight from the light side, eight from the dark side to determine the best force user. So for the light side, we've got Luke Skywalker, Ahsoka Tano, Rey, Obi-Wan, Mace Windu, Kit Fisto, Plo Koon, and Anakin Skywalker. And then for the dark side, we've got Darth Vader, Sheev Palpatine, Snoke, Count Dooku, Maul, Asajj Ventress, Kylo Ren, and this last one <laughs> was an addition from Nigel, and we're because all three of us we we know that this isn't an exhaustive list of every Force user in Star Wars, but you know we were trying to go for both some quality characters and the memes as well. And this last one is in particular a, a meme. So Nigel suggested that you know we include another version of Anakin Skywalker, one that <laughs> pops up frequently in the Clone Wars <laughs> TV show where. Almost every time Anakin does something that kind of trends towards the dark side or is somewhat dark, they always play the Imperial March in the background as he's doing this in these moments. So we have included for our eighth dark side character, we have Imperial March Anakin. So, good. so it's specifically <laughs> Anakin Such from those moments. Such one of those select moments. That's incredible. <laughs> Honestly, my favorite besides my boy Kit Fisto. <laughs> This is indeed where the fun begins. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I couldn't oh have even imagine that would have been picked for the for the eighth character. Yeah, because <laughs> like you said, this is not an exhaustive list, but the fact that other viable characters were snubbed over the selection of Imperial March Anakin, <laughs> it is it's brilliant. This, I mean, I think I tweeted earlier, this is where legends will be made, but also where memes become dreams. And this is a specifically that. So, <laughs> Don't let your dreams okay. be memes. Making memes. Plug in the dream. Twitter page. And so as far as the format goes, this will be a single elimination tournament in which there will be four rounds total. So we've got the round of 16, the quarterfinals, semifinals, and the championship round. I'll be using the same format from the past tournament episodes for Sam and Nigel to use today. So in the first round, they will have one minute to present their case for the force user they're representing. In the second round, they can only use rhymes for their arguments. In the third round, they have to give a haiku. And in the fourth and final round, they have to give an acrostic for their character's name. And for anyone who's not familiar with what an acrostic is, it's when you break up each letter of someone's name and create a word or phrase that starts with each of those letters. And so throughout these rounds, I will be the moderator. It is not the easy job, as I have previously mistakenly thought. And yeah, I'll judge which one of your arguments are best. And also just keep in mind that historically, uh, seeing as how the B1 battle droids beat BB-8 <laughs> in the best droid tournament, Too soon. I will typically vote for the ones that are funnier. Too so soon. Keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is all about knowing how to play your audience. That, that and I true. play to win. <laughs> all the carriers are on the table. <laughs> All the all the Pazak cards are there, and I'm ready to scoop up the cash. Well, I'm ready to scoop up the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> the Falcon. We'll play for keeps the on the Falcon. And then I'm away to close. <laughs> Lando reference for everybody, if you haven't never noticed. At the end of Empire, he's wearing Han's clothes for some reason. No. No way. Wait, what? what? 
Wait. Okay, repository wait, of information example A. Wait a second. No way. I swear he is. <laughs> <laughs> to go back and watch that. What if they both got the same special at like JCPenney and picked out the same, or Space JCPenney hey, dis- rather? Don't discount that. Oh, heck don't no. Discount no, that. I'm not discounting because Lando's- Oh, a- no, I'm telling Nigel not to. Oh, yeah, yeah, because Lando's a man of style and uh, you know, impeccable style at that. And so maybe he was doing Han, his, his boy a compliment, frozen and carbonated as he was. And uh, maybe it wasn't his clothes, but, you know, mockery is the most sincere form of flattery, however that goes. Oh, there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's pretty. And so in the first, uh, in our first matchup for the first round here, we have, and again, these, I randomized these seeds. Uh, there aren't, I didn't rank them in a particular order. I just randomized them on Google Sheets. So for the first matchup here, randomized, we have... The number one seed, Luke Skywalker, versus the number 16 seed, Imperial March Anakin from the Clone Wars. So. <laughs> wow. Up front, like, already. Let's go. <laughs> yep. Diving right into it. I will let both of you choose who you want to represent, and then uh, whoever goes first in this matchup will go second in the next and, and back and forth. But, yeah, whoever wants Luke and Imperial March Annie. Wow. <laughs> we're, we're jumping off on the right foot here. We Sam, are. Sam, as the veteran, I'll, I'll let you pick first. Okay. Okay, I, I'm i more familiar. I, granted, even though I have seen a bit of the Clone Wars and I've seen Imperial March Annie in action, I'm way more familiar right now with... Wait, whoa, 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 Andrew, he's trying to lock me in a position because he hasn't <laughs> seen certain things, and I don't want to be <laughs> spoiled thing. Oh, don't, don't worry. Oh, this is... And this is a spoiler-free podcast, so I guess that's the yeah. There are no spoilers for allowed sure here. To follow on social media. Oh we man! To wow. You guys I have to use subtle <laughs> context to refer to any sort of scene. You know, like uh, yeah, there was a character. Oh, in, in doing my background research, I came upon many a spoiler that will happen in the Clone Wars, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, oh, fascinating. But, but I'll make sure not to pick up the Clone Wars again for another couple of years, so it erases from my memory, and then I can start over fresh. You just want oh, an excuse. Here we to go. Stall. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Oh, it's just been so long. I, just, I forgot. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I want an excuse I not to fall flat on my face. <laughs> I mean, in my attempt to, to save face, I, I'd stick with Luke. <laughs> so Sam's got Luke. Nigel has Imperial March Annie. And the next round, Nigel, you can... Uh, well, I guess, Sam, since you picked, do you want to go first? I can go first. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, Luke, I mean, what, what's not to like about this guy? I'll, I'll start off with the obvious facts. His favorite choice of beverages, which include blue milk... I guess for, you know, they're high in blue calcium. Uh, the green milk, as an old man, rather, I mean, it's high in whatever it was that Louis Pester was ty- trying to destroy. Um, skim milk, too, probably. I mean, skim milk is for whiners. Anakin was a whiner, and the apple don't fall far from the tree now, does it? Being a bit short for a stormtrooper, though, the man's was literally the most recognizable character in the Star Wars universe, along with R2 and Vader. I mean, he's, he's right up there with the two of them. So he wins the popularity contest at least one-third of the time. And plus, I mean, look at the guy's, his due. He's got my vote for, like, Homecoming King, if that exists in Star Wars, because, I mean, no one can pull off that 70s-style haircut and those high-knee farm boy boots, my G. But, I mean, in all seriousness, he's the embodiment of the ambition, the dream-chasing, and, like, the zero-to-hero phenomenon that Star Wars has always been about. And, you know, it, the, recycled though it might be from that's other... That, that's no! it? The hero's journey, man. I was about to wax poetically about the hero's journey. And Luke... Oh, I think they're, they're playing the music. <laughs> get off the Sam, stage. Sam, get off the stage. <laughs> I, like how, I like how you started off with Luke's milk choices. Oh, yes. <laughs> the guy's, the guy's, I mean, he's a beverage connoisseur. 
starting starting kind of, kind starting young soon. with with the blue milk it's high in blue in blue calcium man specifically blue cal- so there's a calcium <laughs> for every color yes out there, it, right? it, it, it confirms the existence of space blue calcium well, that was a very interesting and fun way to start off uh, <laughs> with luke sam that was that was awesome i would not have ever dreamed that you would go through his milk choices <laughs> to start off your minute but that was well done and now we're on to nigel with imperial march and <laughs> <laughs> Well, Imperial March Anakin, or as I like to refer to him, Captain McChestab, or Captain <laughs> McChoke. As you see, every time the theme plays, he's either choking someone or stabbing someone. He's about handling business. He's not going to whine. He's not getting power converters. He's, when he shows up, you know what's getting done, whatever it is. I mean, he's going to cross <laughs> a line, but I mean, why not when you can just do that? When you're the chosen one, let your theme play and handle your Not only that, though, we go into Sam's uh, top three favorite characters. Imperial March Annie is basically Darth Vader. It's it's just Darth Vader just coming out of his chest a little bit. Like, hey, it's me, Darth Vader. I'm stabbing you in the chest. And so as we see throughout Clone Wars, he appears more and more often because his time is coming. And not only is he coming to take over, but he's going to win me this time. Just bring it, just bring in the energy. The heat. <laughs> For a character that a, hasn't even taken shape yet, <laughs> or B stabbing someone. What was that, Doctor McStabby? What was the Captain McStabby? Captain McStabby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many times is like someone else talking, and he's like, "I don't have those weaknesses." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was it the the when Satine was held hostage and uh, the bad guy was like, yeah, what are you gonna do, Obi Wan? You're not who's who's the cold blooded killer here? And then Anakin just, hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> Did someone mention killing? I'm here. <laughs> Didn't that happen multiple times in the show where he just like just killed someone? Just like, hey guys, <laughs> it's like his thing. It's just like it was like, oh, oh lightsaber. <laughs> I hate that I have to start off with this matchup because it's just so hard. <laughs> it's a tough one, honestly. Well, I mean, search your feelings, Andrew. You, you, you know what's to be true. I do. Do I have to go with milk choices or just cold-blooded murder? It wasn't just uh, the milk. I made a logical argument the there. Yeah, but I mean, the milk was like, it was like the strong point. That's what I, that's what I remember <laughs> most is the milk. You know, man, I'm I'm gonna go with my first thought here, um, just because it was nothing that I ever would have expected. I'm gonna have to go with Luke, I, uh, yes. with Sam and Luke. That's fair. Paves the way for Kit Fisto. That's all good. <laughs> Paves the way. For Kit Not just playing the long con here. <laughs> But yeah, I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna have to go with Luke here. Uh, yeah, with not, the Sam's not the, the one-dimensional killer on his grocery choices, but then also the fact that he's one of the most iconic characters in Star Wars. So yeah, Andrew falls back on legacy and I mean common sense as opposed to a single-dimensional part-time character. That's that's dangerous <laughs> talk for someone who could have Imperial March Anakin behind them. <laughs> Ghost that appears behind you. Too much of a risk for to be talking like that. Uh, Andrew, Nigel, which one of you is the cold blooded? (laughs) Well, in our next matchup here in the first round, we have the number eight seed Mace Windu against number nine Kylo Ren. So Sam had gone first last time. So Nigel, you can go first here, but I'll let you both pick which one you want to rep. Yeah, we've got Mace Windu versus Kylo. Wow, tough one. This is a good matchup. Nigel, take your choice. 
You know what? I'm going to have to take Mace this time. I'll flip over to the, to the light side. I was hoping you'd say that. Uh, who talks first? I talk first? I, uh, I, guess, talk first. <laughs> I guess I could potentially go first. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm just going to start off by naming some of Mace's achievements. One, punched like an army of droids, I think, <laughs> in the original Clone Wars. Just single-handedly fought an entire army with his hands. Two would have beaten Palpatine if not for Anakin. I, that was my past character, but I'm no longer rooting for him. <laughs> Three, uh, this command of the council room, take a seat. Iconic. <laughs> Five, he's got a purple lightsaber. The only one. Because Samuel L. Jackson said, I need to be seen. They need to know who Mace is because he's a name you're going to want to know, who you're going to remember, and who's going to be iconic. And don't forget about him beheading Jango Fett. J- Jango Fett, Boba Fett's father, Sam's favorite character. Respect on his name. That was a below the belt. I apologize. <laughs> you had to end on the decapitation. <laughs> it's always going to be too soon. It is. Oh, jeez, always. All right. Well, that was a that was a solid. Solid round by Nigel here, putting up the arguments for Mace. And now we've got Sam with uh, with Kylo Ren, the the boy behind the mask. Yeah, yeah. Now let, let me just let me tell you what. Before I get into my my uh, my gassing up of Kylo, Mace was the only person besides Ponda Baba, maybe, who was wailing and whining after he was dismembered by a lightsaber. Oh I mean, my God. come on. The the guy mastered Form Seven was. I mean, if he was such a a a viable and a, such a skilled lightsaber fighter to beat, quote-unquote, Palpatine. I mean, the jury's still out on that, I guess. But then, like, oh, he got his hand cut off by Anakin, and he's like, ah! He was, he was crying, whining. He, he, he didn't... Jesus Christ. I just want Yeah, he didn't really put up the most valiant events, but... Uh, plus, he nearly lost to a kid. I mean, Boba Fett, as as a kid in Clone Wars, I saw he nearly lost his, his, uh, oh. his all of his marbles to a kid, kid Boba. Um, but Kylo, though, he is proof and he's evidence that... Um, He's evidence of space high waisted jeans. If what was it, The Last Jedi? I mean, we saw his 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 pant line was up to his his nipples. And so the guy's got a fashion sense that's second to none. Ben Swallow can he can get it, quite frankly. But I mean, besides that, the guy's got a redemption arc that rivals Darth Vader, the guy who was he, he was uh, trying you, you, to, to mirror the character. whole time. Uh <laughs> The guy who he made his his motive in life to be an equal to and surpass eventually. I mean, besides having a rock and fashion sense, he clearly had an amazing plot line worthy of any of the the best characters to rival. I mean, yeah, to rival anybody in the Star Wars universe. That was uh, that was solid. I like wait, starting wait, off wait, on wait. the right foot. With let me let, let me say something. <laughs> I gotta say something real fast. Uh, Sam's character is Kylo Ren, not Ben Solo. He, he's arguing for a dark side character. I don't know if we can bring in redemption. Well, he's conflating but the you, two. You said that Anakin uh, was what Darth Vader at the same time. I said I'm Imperial so- Anakin. Imperial Anakin. Okay. They're two different people. <laughs> So you're this telling me. Thurman has decided Anakin and Imperial Anakin are two two different characters. <laughs> but, they just share one body. I'm going to have to give that one to Nigel wow. and Mace Windu right what? here. <laughs> the iconic purple lightsaber. He didn't have to kill Snoke because I guess he beheaded Jango and that was... Uh, <clears throat> he avenged uh, Coleman Trebor. Coleman Trebor, rest in peace, to the dinosaur hey, Jedi. Dinosaur Jedi. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. I mean, you're... In, you're insert Jurassic Park theme. You're telling me that Kylo, who, de- who like, defeated a very... A highly Force-sensitive um, being, is, is outmatched by, I mean, any Jedi who's trained to deflect some blaster bolts and, you know, is, is trained in... in Hand to hand combat or not hand to hand? So are you are you saying that Django is not a very good combatant? Is that what you're saying? He hardly. Hang on, Sam. That's a hot take. Well, right there. let me tell you. If you compare his fight scene against Mace Windu to that when he when he dueled uh, Obi Wan on Kamino, where is his jetpack? His mobility. He didn't use his surroundings, and so it was his easy picking. Got trampled by the uh, the Fair rancor point. or whatever that thing was. Fair yeah, point. That he could he could have used anything on his utility belt. You know, the grappling hook. He could have used his flamethrower, I think, right? And you're I mean, talking like he's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying... Utility belt. Where was his battering? <laughs> all I'm saying, easy pickings are easy pickings, no matter how you slice it. And they well, sliced well, it you, across the top. Can you slice a picking? What exactly is a picking? You could just slice those? <laughs> if he defeated Sheev, then uh, what, what's Kylo got on that, you know? Yeah, I don't remember Kylo It wasn't, it wasn't Kylo that got... He killed, he killed Snoke. That beat He'll kill you too. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Kylo shows up behind me. <laughs> we're just, we're just being killed off by the characters that aren't making it past. I, I uh, well, speaking of Sheev, in this next matchup, we have Palpatine himself against Plo Koon, or as we've called him, Plo Zaddy. Uh, <laughs> Plo Maybe if Plo Koon had been there in Sheev's office, everything would have gone drastically differently, but we'll find out. I feel confident taking Palpatine here. Okay, I can take okay. Sims. I wanted I wanted Plo Koon. <laughs> <laughs> You're just playing right into Nigel's hands. That's that's true. But since Nigel went first last time, uh, Sam, I think you're taking the floor first defending uh, Sheev Palpatine. All right. So this guy is such a multifaceted character. I mean, he is the mastermind of the entire Star Wars universe's plot from the prequel trilogy to the OG and the sequel trilogy. The guy's been behind it all from start to finish. I mean, he outsmarted the entire Jedi Council. The entire Jedi Council with all, all those wise guys. I mean, Yoda, Mace Windu. I mean, all, all of our, you know, the fan favorites, the whole cast of characters. The guy was pulling strings in all of them the whole time under, without them knowing it under their noses the whole time. The entire Star Wars universe was essentially his pawn from start to finish. Manipulation is the man's game. And that's a dangerous, dangerous thing. He is, I think, without a doubt, the most successful Sith to have ever lived. And there have been plenty of them. Never have we seen a character with such raw, I mean, in his words, unlimited power to just nonchalantly cast lives aside for his, for his greater purpose. Like Count Dooku just tossed the man, you know, in favor of Anakin, he, who he eventually would have tossed for Luke. The entire Jedi Order just has, at a snap of his fingers. And that's time. It's time. That's, that's time. time. Ah! <laughs> you, you cut. You're done. Dang it. <laughs> Take a seat. I was going to mention that the guy knows how to drop the brakes. <laughs> I know. I was waiting for you to say that. I was That's... going to. I should have timed myself. <laughs> the rise of Skywalker. It was like, <sighs> <sighs> yes. <laughs> now, if you wanted to trash talk, you could, like, you were saying that um, he outsmarted the council. He couldn't even think of him. He couldn't even think of him. He got Yoda, Mace, and then he was yes. like, "Who else? Who else is on the council?" <laughs> that goes without saying because Plo was basically an afterthought in his entire plan. So. <laughs> This, this doesn't count. That does not count as part of his minute. That, uh, that, that's I, I don't just, know if it counts. It, it's, an it's an understood and not having to be said. It's, it, you know, it's understood as fact. Sidious treated him as an afterthought, as did I. Can Nigel bring Plozaddy back from the depths as, as not an afterthought? 
I'm I'm hurt personally. Give, give me like five seconds to recover <laughs> from that. <laughs> all right, let's get into. Take it. all the time you as, need to take that. As one of Plo's bros, I'm coming to his rescue because <laughs> you were coming at this man for no reason. But I, I can't I can't end this with you. Plo Koon discovered Ahsoka, found her. One of the best characters in Star Wars. He brought in to the Jedi to lead to her story. Incredible. Two. Is his uh, Jedi Starfighter? Beautiful. Even as it burned, <laughs> it was beautiful. Three. If anyone's ever played Jedi Power Battle, I think it's, it's what it's called. He had a yellow lightsaber in it. That was also iconic. Really cool. He's got a mask so he can breathe, whatever. <laughs> Plo is a bro. He's got the I wolf need- pack. I mean, how could you not love the guy? He needs assistance He's basically Kit Fisto, but he doesn't have, like, the squid tail things going on. You know I mean? <laughs> And that's why Plo is a bro. He's a zaddy, and he's always got the wolf pack. Ow! Gotta get the wolf pack in there, though. I, I do, I do like how you called out his yellow lightsaber. That that was uh, not not often uh, thought of when when you when you think about Plo. Yeah, but did he keep the lightsaber uh, up his sleeve? I uh, I put way too much time into that game, so <laughs> so I just haven't. Mem- I think it's Jedi Power Battle or something like that. Jedi it, power it goes through all of episode one, and you can play as Mace, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, Adigala, uh, wow. Plo Koon. Snap, crackle, and pop. <laughs> and the wolf pack as well. I like how you finished with the actual... Uh, I was going to ask you to howl, so I'm glad that you did that without uh, un- unprompted. <laughs> I was ready. I just felt it, you know? <laughs> this is a tough one. Do I go with uh, pop-up helps or... Or Plo the bro. Go with the guy who had the lightsaber and all of his tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, what, 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 did, what did Plo have? <laughs> I don't know, like candies? I... <laughs> he had, he had a I mask because guess... he can't breathe above water. Ooh, That's yeah, not what water. That's not what it is. I'm actually, I have no idea. It's not this, a, this doesn't have to make the final cut, but I have no idea if he was actually aquatic or not. <laughs> No, this needs to be in the final cut because no, people need to hear that Sam thinks Plo Koon is aquatic. <laughs> he can't breathe outside of his home planet's atmosphere. <laughs> God, idiot. <laughs> Sam doesn't even know his enemy. Uh, I uh, I think I'm going to have to give this one to Papa Palps. And uh, <laughs> it's so bad for Plo. <laughs> It's okay. I mean, he just—he just, just going down another coming. fiery crash. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, he's keeping it consistent. Yes, no. <laughs> if he would have been there, Palpatine wouldn't have even got a chance to even land a blow. He would have—he would hit that corkscrew and Plo would have been like, yeah, yeah that, done <laughs> in half. I guess in this tournament we see Papa Palps, pa- Palpatine, and Plo Koon on fire in different senses of the word. Oh, <laughs> oh man, low blow. He's already dead. <laughs> Sam is coming out just like punching. Just <laughs> characters after they're down, like it's already over. That was with. that was a verbal force corkscrew that I just did to manipulate and defeat four Jedi simultaneously. In the spirit of the character Wait. I'm defending. Oh, but say so you're Palpatine. What? <laughs> I gotta gas up my guy. Well, for the next matchup here, we've got an entertaining one. Uh, you know, Nigel, you were hyping up your boy Kit Fisto a lot oh. beforehand. He's going to be coming up against Darth Vader. Um, so we'll see how this goes. That uh, Maybe he can, you know, again, I was telling you both off air, and I guess I've said it on air, you know, hey, if BB-8 can lose the B-1 battle droid, anything can happen. Anything's possible. We're up, I'm up for this. With the power of friendship, 
All right, for Kit Fisto and Darth Vader, I, I won't assume that Nigel, you'll, you'll I'm taking Kit, Kit Fisto. Fisto. <laughs> okay, okay, that's all right. <laughs> well, I think Sam went first with Sheev, so Nigel, you can start us off with, uh, with Kit Fisto. All right, so Kit Fisto. This is all I want anyone, everyone listening to picture. Just that smiling face. Let that be with you this whole time as I take you through this journey. <laughs> Kit Fisto. He can breathe underwater. That's what you're thinking about, Sam. Breathe underwater. <laughs> Lightsaber works underwater. Formidable opponent underwater. In the Clone Wars. Goes into Grievous's lair, his home, and mops the floor with him. Even after losing his old Padawan, he's not like, oh, I'm going to brace the dark side and, and, and kill my wife and all this sadness. No, instead he goes... I'm sticking with what I know, and I'm beating this robot out of well, cyborg out of here. Iconic. Now, now you're probably bringing up his death, but he was—he knew the Jedi's time was up. There needed to be rebirth, change, and he fully oh willingly accepted that because Kit Fisto is arguably the greatest Star Wars character that has ever lived. What? And let me end this note with: remember that smile. Iconic, beautiful. I think about it when I go to sleep, and it helps me go to bed. <laughs> Oh my God. Because Kit Fisto's always watching over me. <laughs> my favorite, so Kit Fisto is Jesus and the best character. Uh, <laughs> that might be the first time that I've heard that scene, his death construed as... As know, a positive? The Jedi's time was up. And so he was he was graciously opening the door for the next era. It was an act of generosity. Yeah, I guess he, yeah, he, he took that lion down. I'll get to that in a second. He took that lion God. down. <laughs> That was well. I, I see in the scene he's standing up. So. <laughs> uh, well, actually, <laughs> stood on that L. As a matter of fact. Oh man! So Sam, let's uh, let's see what Darth Vader's got against the power of Kit Fisto's smile. Yeah, Kit Fisto was smiling as he stood still, and Palpatine came a whirling. As you know, I bet he did. He with one did. fell swoop, Kit Fisto was was felled. But Darth Vader. Um, he's the most fearsome and feared being in the entire galaxy. I mean, need I say any more than the hallway scene in Rogue One, my friends? That was, I mean, if that's not an encapsulation of this guy from the, the menacing, hulking mass of a Sith Lord that he was, I don't know what, I don't know what could possibly take the cake over that. I mean, Star Wars is a movie of one-liners, and this guy brings the best to the table with the whole, hey, don't choke on your ambitions, my friend. I find your lack of faith disturbing, and specifically when he said, I think it was Luke, I am your father. Um, he, <laughs> he, no, just kidding, it's, no, know, I'm your father. Um, he's just, he's a master of also, I mean, did Kit Fisto ever just master the art of standing there menacingly with hands on hips um, looking out of the Star Destroyer? That, I mean, smile. he was probably smiling as he looked out of, out of that Star Destroyer's window onto the, the galaxy can, that was his. Smile? I mean, I talked about a redemption arc earlier. Darth Vader's story is that of, of, I mean, of Star Wars, the OG trilogy. And I mean, the prequel too is all about him, but think about yeah, it. Stands time. there menacingly. Uh, the Darth Vader doesn't scene. have a redemption arc. Anakin does. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I don't even know if Darth Vader can smile. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's too constricted in the mask? Yeah, there's just too much going ah, on. This hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even when he saw his son with his own eyes for the first time, he didn't smile. He oh, he, like, he, he kind of he kind of grinned. He was like, "Hmm, <laughs> that's interesting." <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> 
let me tell you, his his story arc was at least better than the arc that was Kid Fisto's, which ended on an arc of Palpatine flying through the air and because yeah. he willingly gave Just himself up, javelining this guy for the, for the, the, the eventual better of the galaxy. Okay, he was Kid Fisto was playing the long con. He was of, playing the longer <laughs> game <laughs> from the grave. He was playing the longest game. When when Star Wars finally ends, you know what the last scene will be? It'll be a ghost Kit Fisto watching over all the galaxy. And it'll be like <laughs> you, and then and then smiling, and then you'll all be like Wow. Uh, I, I, I know right. I was wrong. Then, wow. then you'll see. It's the, the first time that I've just heard Kit Fisto likened to God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but he's we, right we worship Gonk, Gonk in this house. Yeah, let, so let me put some watch right, Let me right correct the record Gonk. here. And saying that, hey, yeah, Kit Fisto is arguably the most powerful. Have we forgotten about the, no, the, the no. last see, tournament see, episodes? Savior see, Gonk? Gonk, Gonk do we, is. Do we forget so quickly? Watch Gonk him is as like he the king of the, panth- the Pantheon, and Kit Fisto is like number two. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but it's like Gonk sends Kit Fisto to handle everything because, I mean, he's Gonk. He's just he's vibing like a king. Well, speaking of vibing like a king. I think I'm going to have to give this one to the guy who's just smiling and waving the kid- whole time. I'm going to have to give this one to Kit Fisto. I see no reason. <laughs> I see and no t- reason. And the takes that Nigel gave and just, I th- you, usually when I think of someone playing the long game in Star Wars, I'm like, oh, you know, Thrawn, Palpatine, all this stuff. I didn't realize that Kit Fisto, the whole time, his machinations, it was him that was every voice that Palpatine and Gonk, maybe... Wow! Oh, wow! Heard and so, oh, oh, wait. Let's, let's so bring let's bring Ethan back. <laughs> I have to give this one to Ethan Fisto. appears. Honestly, honestly, I I can't believe this. I think this is a this is a disservice to a travesty. This is a travesty. Yes. <laughs> I mean, no. I I, I think what there's just one done? there's one word that I have to, to to summarize how I'm feeling, and that's no. That was <laughs> <laughs> perfect. I'm gonna have to save that audio his, clip. And his Darth Vader his on the chances, call. his chances, they were alive. I felt it. Well, I guess Darth Vader's chances are kind of, kind of dead right now. They didn't make it off. They lost the will so. to live. Wow, <laughs> at the mercy of a host who's an agent of chaos. Apparently, that's me. <laughs> well, in this next matchup here, we have Obi Wan Kenobi against Supreme Leader Snoke. A very unlikely matchup, but I'm interested to see. What'll be done here? Uh, I'll let you both pick which one you want to talk about, and then we can get going with Obi Wan versus Snoke. Sam, it's uh, <laughs> your your turn to pick. I gotta go with my my boy Obi. Oh, you said Snoke? Oh, okay. I well, bet- <laughs> <laughs> let me put let me put Nigel on, on the back foot and uh, and pick Obi Wan here. <laughs> That's fine. I already know what my argument is. Nigel went first last time, so Sam, you you can you can start us off here with uh, with Obi Wan. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, Obi Wan. Is he has the prequel trilogy's most memorable and most quoted lines. That is, that is without a doubt, that is a straightforward fact for funny and even sad moments. I mean, let's, we gotta admit that K2SO in the new rendition of, in the modern, defi- modern iterations of Star Wars probably took his cues from this Jedi mullet wearing madman. Um, as, as our brother Jared actually, I, I give him credit for this. He said that, uh, you know, the way that Obi-Wan operates, when it, whether it's jumping to the high ground or trimming that majestic beard that he has, he has precision that subsurgeons would kiss a forehead for. I mean, this man. Did you see how he gracefully jumped in his, in his duel with Anakin from, from dueling over the lava to the high ground? The man's a lightsaber master. I mean, he sits in the Jedi Council for good reason. 
The man, um, he has the driest sense of humor, the wittiest one-liners in the prequel trilogy. And um, not to mention that, I mean, he he is the most sympathetic, yet tragic character that there could possibly exist. And I think that he's, therefore, the most relatable. Oh, relatable. Oh, oh. oh. Is, wait, 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 wait. I think we need to unpack this. Sam, what yeah, wait, how Sam, much let's... tragedy and trauma have you gone through <laughs> to be able to relate to Obi-Wan? Have you seen well, die in your arms? <laughs> Oh my god. Now that that was that was also off, This off, podcast that is now a, about the secret history of Sam. The duality of of uh Obi-Wan's experience, I feel is he's a fan favorite for many reasons. People can relate to to the stuff that he's been through. Maybe not on the totally, you know, a specific personal level, but the man's he's got everything going for him from the skills to the humor to uh just being an overall cool dude. That's motivational. That's inspirational. <laughs> I like what was it the uh, the mullet wearing madman? Yes, man? the Jedi mullet <laughs> wearing madman. Which, which I think he might be mad for having the mullet, but uh, at the same time, that's <laughs> I mean, he, he pulled it off. He, he pulls off the flow, like did like he did, did he though? <laughs> I mean, no, but it's Obi Wan's so see. Yeah, but it's Obi Wan. Yeah. yeah, Supreme Leader Snoke didn't have uh, a mullet, but maybe he can have a win. Uh, let's let's see how he does, Nigel. All right, you know, they, they, we often say, don't let your dreams be memes. Well, this is someone who didn't let their dreams be a meme. <laughs> We're talking about a guy who was the supreme leader, and all the time he's been doing it, sitting in a chair in high fashion in a just well-made gold robe. That's, that's everyone's dream. You know, who would want to just be able to chill in a gold robe, telling everybody else what to do, probably sipping like a pina colada or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he know he'd have a mullet, but he had some pretty cool scars. I mean, you, you probably sitting there like, I wonder, how did he get those scars? And it, it brings you into the character. Oh, the Snoke, curiosity factor. Snoke left so much mystery, you know? We wondered, who was he? Where did he come from? But at the same time, he left us with mystery. Like, I, I, will we ever know? Do we know his backstory? I'm so intrigued by this character. Who is Snoke? Or should I say, Snoke? Almost like so, he was an incomplete character that the show, that the uh, the movie, the film runners just kind of hey, lost interest. In. Uh, uh, that sounds like descent to me. You're disqualified. Okay, get get out. The door's that way. Well, you know, Palpatine made him, but I guess he's also leaving him behind in the first round because I have to go with Obi Wan. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, that's how a, do you not go dog. with Obi Wan? Oh yeah, thanks, also, thanks for guessing, my boy. I'm okay. <laughs> I would have picked Obi Wan yeah. no matter what my argument was. Well, we've got a, an interesting one in our next matchup here. We've got the number seven seed Maul against number ten Ray. Nigel, I know that you have mentioned that. Uh, I guess you already know Mesto, that that Maul is your favorite character. Um, <laughs> but this should this should be a good one. Uh, you know, this I'm is where the fun begins for him. I'm taking my boy, Darth. Maul and Sam, I guess that, re- that at least we were right. Okay, I can, I can, I Skywalker, can keep Ray in my corner. Nobody, uh, d- d- <laughs> depends on the meme, maybe. maybe Ray family. Uh, <laughs> wait, what family. Dom Toretto? How did you get here? <laughs> Ray Toretto? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think since Sam went first last time with Obi Wan, I think Nigel, you're going first now with Maul. Let's see what you got, Darth Maul, a character too angry to die. <laughs> Too angry to die. Got cut in half. Whatever. Comes back from it. He's got spider legs now. And uh, (laughs) horns are massive. What doesn't matter? He comes back from that. His mind healed. 
ready to take over with a crime syndicate unstoppable. Crimson Dawn. After that, he lives another life, still as a criminal, doing what he doing what he do, doing what he does. There, we I spoilers for Sam, but he meets his eventual demise Whoa. where it all began with Obi Wan. But we're talking about a character that if Obi Wan's relatable, so is Darth Maul. His whole life has been nothing but betrayal, despair, death. He has lost everyone. He has no one, I guess, besides Ezra. He's kind of obsessed with him. But, I mean, you know, he, that's, that, he had that for a moment. But let me tell you, Darth Maul, pure rage, pure anger, pure sadness. But one of the best characters there ever was. <laughs> he's no Kit Fisto, but he's Darth Maul. That's time. Wow. <laughs> Nigel, did you, uh, did you bring up his hallway scene? I like tried not to spoil too much, but I didn't, you know, I don't want to do that. Nigel's he's he's pulling his punches. Wow. I he's uh, pulling his punches. I didn't but... expect that with street podcasting, okay. <laughs> I thought there were no rules. <laughs> now this is podcasting. Now this now is this podcasting. Is podcasting. <laughs> Outer Rim Reads. It, like, like you know, with the Disney Channel, the, the <laughs> glitter. <laughs> Hi, I'm Maul and and this is podcasting. <laughs> All right, Sam, you've got Ray. Let's uh, let's see how you can bounce back, or I guess bounce forward. No, yeah, you're, 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 keep you're the ball. Keep the ball rolling. Let's see how you can keep the ball rolling with with Ray right here. So Ray in the new trilogy, of the movies that she's in, it's she's always two steps ahead of the game. So when Finn and Han go on their mission to save her from Kylo Ren's clutches, she uses mind trick to escape from the ship before they could get there. To that end, she seems to be two steps ahead of the Force too, learning everything from mind trips to Force pulling to lifting boulders. I mean, in the blink of an eye, have you ever seen a character master the Force as quickly and as aptly as she did? And I gotta give kudos and shed a tear doing it. Give credit where credit's due because she killed Chewie. Uh, wait, wait a second. I, I, this, hey, hang on. I'm being told. That, I'm, I'm being told that it was the other trans, the the other troop transport. Um, the the point is though. How does the saying go? If you got nothing nice to say, blow up a troop transport. I mean, what a spectacular show of marksmanship, of letting the hate and about nine thousand volts of electricity flow through you. It was just an impressive scene. She gets from you know, it, it runs through her family. She granddaughter of Papa Palps, channeling that energy into a masterful performance against the entire First Order. Yeah, her, also, her one- time. Ah! Her one-liners. Are one -liners. Sith Lightning goes to the family? Because maybe- Because <laughs> family! She lets the hate and the electricity flow through her oh. to kill Chewie. <laughs> she killed Chewie! Wait, hang on. She killed Chewie! This, this just in. I'm being told that it was I the other two better now. <laughs> Just, I, I can't, I can't believe that you actually used her <laughs> as a positive. Hey, it was the other transport. <laughs> Did I think that in the moment? No. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my god! But was it, in, was it in any case an absolute masterclass in marksmanship and letting the hate flow through you? Yeah, I was, I was, it was. Perfect. I mean, I don't know. Was it? I mean, was it marksmanship? That she totally <laughs> intended to do it. <laughs> I mean, she looked pretty surprised. Wait, so you're saying she was like, "I'm killing Chewie." Yeah, yeah that's that, that, She was like, "Hey, the plot's got to continue. That I'm on so, a mission. Somebody's got to die. <laughs> so I don't care who's in that transport, as long as Chewie's there. Hey, the show goes on. <laughs> the show goes on. I could send." Maul through the next round for Kenobi versus Maul in round in in the quarterfinals. Kenobi! I think we're gonna have to go with Ray. Hey, the, 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 the Ray <laughs> killed Chewie was too good. Ray, babe. 
think I think that was just I did not expect you to use that as a positive for Ray that oh yeah by the way she could, yeah and the news flash oh wait oh sorry we're I, the, excuse we're the reports the, the wrong a lot of it's a lot of light side wins my my getting, sources are my sources light, were oh yeah because I think Palps is the only dark side he wouldn't have so it far. any other way <laughs> you're probably right. Uh, we'll move it on to the second to last matchup in this first round. We've got Ahsoka Tano versus Asajj Ventress, two what very a, intriguing characters a, in the Clone Wars. A, I think it's a pretty good matchup with like very similar skills. Indeed, yeah. with yeah, a similar set very, of skills. You know, double double lightsabers, kind of similar fighting styles. You know, very agile. They also have some sass and, you know, they can talk their way out of, in and out of situations. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what you both are going to do with uh, with these characters. I'll go with the okay. Tano. Oh, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what do you know about Ahsoka Tano? <laughs> oh, let me the tell you. Who's never, or who's only just watching the clone. How many facts do I know or how many volumes of facts do I know? All right, Sam, let's, uh. Let's hear what you let's hear what you've picked up about Ahsoka through your researches and minimal viewing. Oh yeah. I mean, but from what I what I can tell about Ahsoka is that her character development is unrivaled. I mean, think of that of Luke um throughout his journey through Star Wars, but minus being born into agriculture and killing a million plus people with two twin two proton torpedoes. She's awesome to me because she challenges the archaic and kind of outdated ideologies and practices of the Jedi Order. She takes those cues from Anakin sometimes, as we see in their dynamic in the Clone Wars, but it's within her very nature too. So like challenging the path of the Jedi Council versus doing what needs to be done, I thought was it's a really fascinating aspect of her character. Um, she's a critical thinker, she's strong, independent, who has the best frown in the entire galaxy. What I can piece together there, you can probably you can probably see it yourselves, host, guest, and viewers. Um, and plus like her, I think her badassery really peaked as a character when she captured Darth Maul. Ahsoka is someone who, um, I mean, she values friendship and truth above tradition that shines through in everything that she does. She even like confronted Obi-Wan, a really by the book dude about rescuing the chancellor versus helping Bo-Katana and the folks on Mandalore. So she is destined for great things. And yeah, her, her character just you know as a whole is a brilliant masterclass of the new star wars just as uh just as obi-wan thankfully grew out of the mullet in uh episode two thankfully ahsoka uh grew out of the just the going into battle in a tube top yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean i got a question stopped. design on that i don't know who well, came up she, with st- that she stopped going to forever 21 at some point and that was a, that was a good thing <laughs> Nigel, I'm very interested to see uh, what you've got about Asajj Ventress. I think one of the most underrated characters in the Clone Wars and maybe Star Wars in general. But uh, I'm I'm a fan, and uh, let's let's see what you've got. Let's just talk about her life, what she's experienced. We're talking about someone who's been a Jedi Padawan, someone who's been a Night Sister, a Sith assassin, a bounty hunter. She has lived. Like, what, was that five different lives? That's incredible. We're talking about a character so deep that we're going through all these different emotions of hatred, maybe towards the Sith, but also towards the Jedi for basically abandoning her to living a life as a bounty hunter, which she does pretty well at. Not to mention dual lightsabers. Iconic, cool. Sam didn't mention that about Ahsoka, which I don't know how he left that one out, but whatever. We're talking about someone who goes back and forth with Obi-Wan, the sass master, and she met him (laughs) one-on-one. Even, even playing, she even mocks his attractiveness, which, I mean, 
for one point, we all, everyone swore Obi-Wan is just beautiful, but she was like, you've never been much of a looker. Like, oh my god! She said that! Roast Master. So that's six lives. Roast Master's also on and there. And that's time. <laughs> I was waiting for you to pull out that, uh, her interactions with Obi-Wan, they're just pure gold. <laughs> she's got the roast. She's got, <laughs> yeah, no. Wow, she goes toe to toe with with Obi Sass Kenobi. Oh man, on that on that note, Sam, I didn't see them crickets loses. coming either. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. It's, hey, it's it was been fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the light side streak is going strong. I think I'm gonna have to keep it from going. I'm no! gonna go with the Saj Ventress here. <laughs> I just love that Nigel brought up her uh, her very fun and, uh, you know, maybe you could ship them, her and Kenobi, just their interactions the Clone Wars was the best. Also, living six six different lives, like, geez. <laughs> it's a very, like, will they, won't they kind of energy. For this last matchup of the first round, it's a classic. It's one of I guess the most iconic matchups in the in the Clone Wars. We have got Anakin Skywalker against Count Dooku himself. Will Dooku lose his hands here uh, just as he did in Revenge of the Sith or will he keep going and kind of sh- and, and show the chosen one his place and send him packing back to, back to Tatooine? Let's find out as we close up the first round here. I will be going with uh, Count Dooku. Wow. As a Ooh. surprise pick. Oh, that is a surprise. I was not a surprise that. Wow. pick. I'm going with the count because I'm trying to get another, yet another dark side character in here. You know, we got to make a little bit more room. Nigel's fighting for yeah, the not, dark side. He's clearly, he's clearly taking sides here. Well, I mean, I'm here for Kit Visto, but I mean. <laughs> Whatever side he's on. Sam with Annie. Wow, oof, I wonder. Wow, whatever could I do with defending Anakin here? In that's my such quarter? a tough wow. one, Sam. That he's, is, that's he's really got hard. Like, he's got, no, there's like no information on him. Yeah, Who absolutely was nothing. <laughs> well, I guess, Nigel, let's uh, let's hear what you got about Count Dooku. I was surprised that you picked him, but uh, let's see if you can carry him through to the quarters. Let's first start off with twice the pride, double the fall. We're talking about a guy with iconic lines who's always roasting Anakin, shooting him across the screen with some Sith lightning, chopping limbs. It doesn't matter. He's also out there just getting after it. But let's let's look, let's look at Count Dooku. He's got those really nice pajamas. Those things gotta be comfortable. Uh, his Clone Wars version is basically like a, a Easter Island head, but it, it it works for him strangely. <laughs> he's got that superior. He's got that look of superiority constantly. He's a count. Of Serrano. What? I mean, come on now. Impressive. He was a Jedi, a Sith Lord. He's led armies. He's fought all kinds of Jedi. And the only reason Anakin even wins that is, you know, Count Dooku was getting old. He's getting up there in age. His time was, <laughs> his time had come. It is what it is. But he fought for the longest, beating Anakin at almost every turn, or at worst, a stalemate. Even when they were broke out of jail, he double-crossed them because Count Dooku is always three steps ahead. <laughs> and he's got the curved lightsaber too, which is probably one of the most iconic blades. Uh, if in that's, all of I don't know I, if I iconic even say that. does it not is... dub indicate, my friend. <laughs> ah. uh, well said. <laughs> well, Sam, just as Nigel was saying, twice the pride, double the fall. Have Anakin's powers doubled since they last met? Oh. Will we find out here? I mean, yes, they have. Let me tell you. I mean, Besides besides taking Dooku's hands, Anakin was like, hey, how about off with his head too, man? I mean, 
Yeah, sh- sure. You know, when when they went toe to toe in episode two, he was flung ac- flung across the room like a ragdoll. But if the ends justify the means, this is all this is all that all that, that means here. We know who came out on top in the final duel, and that's what the, I mean. That's what continued the saga. We clearly saw who the better duelsman was. But Anakin, I mean, if you want somebody who who's led armies, had an entire legion under his command, is the chosen one. The best star pilot in the galaxy. Can Count Dooku claim to be any of those things? And he yeah, had the not, to, not to mention that. I mean, yeah, not to mention that Dooku was bested by my boy in my corner, Anakin. Here, the the whole Star Wars story revolves around Anakin, the guy. I mean, he's an unstoppable force and the most powerful force user of his age. And I mean, Count Dooku is small potatoes compared to this guy. Got stopped. Yeah, the, the guy. <laughs> he's got style. He's got charisma. Um, That's time. I, and I, I, mean, didn't, I wait. Didn't Anakin get stopped? Did he get stopped several times? I mean, he does die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they both die, then maybe they both can't make it out of the round. Are they equal? Yeah, I guess that. Then this one, nobody moves on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna have a buy. Someone's getting a buy. <laughs> Sam, I do have to wonder. You said Dooku is small potatoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> small potato. No, Dooku's skills amount to nothing but a hill of beans compared to no, what Anakin you're bringing brings. It back. You're bringing the hill of beans. Back. Wait, so first, first you drop hill of beans, and now you drop these small, these small potatoes. potatoes. Small potatoes. You know, I was there. There was a long time in that minute somehow that I was gonna go with uh, with Count Dooku moving on to dual Asage in the, in the round two, but I think Sam dropping. <laughs> The small potato. <laughs> well, it works. Now we have that iconic matchup. I, I mean, play we have my Asajj versus Anakin in the uh, original Clone Wars series. Oh, that is one of the most iconic. Yeah, you're, and also in the in in I guess the recent Clone Wars, right, they also right. had some That's some true. some sick duels. Wasn't wasn't Asajj the person who gave Anakin the the scar on his eye? Do we is that canon? Do we know if if she's the one who? Yeah, man, I it's mean, in the visual, it's in the visual dictionary. I know that for sure. Well, we're moving on to the next round, the quarterfinals, where you both will have to use rhymes for your characters. And in the first matchup, we have. I guess I'll read. I'll read all the matchups. We've oh yes, got Luke Skywalker versus Mace Windu. We've got Sheev versus Kit Fisto. The rematch. <laughs> We've got Obi Wan versus Rey. You know, I know for a while they were theorizing. Is Obi Wan Ray's father? You know, so we'll we'll find out that family beef here, <laughs> and then Asajj versus Anakin Skywalker in the last one. We've got some some good matchups here, starting with Luke and Mace Windu. Oh well, so you won with Luke, and I won with Mace. Do you want to just keep it like that? Heck yeah. Okay, keeping it going with Sam with Luke and uh, Nigel with Mace. Uh, I think yeah, Nigel went first last time. So Sam, if you want to start us off with Luke, okay. <laughs> Scene. <laughs> All right, scene. All right, boys. I feel seen right now. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, Luke. Here's the truth to know about Luke. The man's a legend, and that's no fluke. The man's got flow, the man's got style. The man put his targeting computer away for just a little while. The man said, Jabba, this is your last chance. Free us, or I'll make y'all dance. If you never seen it, you best believe it. He force-pushed a planet and probably didn't mean it. <laughs> He learned his skills from Yoda, the best of the best. Two-hand saber swinging? Man, it's no contest. I suppose he knows he up and left his home. He even makes the insides of a tauntaun cozy. I mean, Ray, you think he'll train you? Now, nah, here's these sacred texts that they pertain to the Force. He knows it better than most. Project himself on crate and then your odds are toast. Or they're one in a million just like his shot to take down the Death Star. The Empire's ain't got squat. That last line was a lengthy. But I, but I did love it. <laughs> but I'll allow it. 
I was I was vibing with that. All right, this isn't uh, this isn't going to be anywhere near as lengthy as that. But the rhymes. <laughs> but the thing about music is, when it hits you, you feel no pain. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> Mace, he's all up in your face. Young Skywalker, take a seat, or else will end up in the street. Purple lightsaber on deck. Too bad Palpatine tossed him into a wreck. He's not from Dover. Did I mention? This party's over. Ooh! <laughs> this party's over. <laughs> I love you ending on that one. <laughs> ah, that's, that's an iconic line to end on. It's also an iconic line to take an L on. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm only here to eat dub. Listeners, I just ate a dub. Just can, so you can, you, can you can you oh, eat, yeah, can you eat a dub a bit louder for the ca- for the for the camera? <laughs> I don't I don't think anyone wants to hear that. Oh man, that's uh, <laughs> I love the ending of that one so much. I think I'm gonna have to go with Luke for that one. I think I have to go with Sam and Luke and his rhyme. Uh, it was uh, just the 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 start of that was just I was feeling alive. That's you know, the truth. Uh, you got to know about Luke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, your time's up. All right. Oh, sh- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right, so for the next matchup here, we have the rematch from Revenge of the Sith with Chief Palpatine and Nigel's boy, Kit Fisto. Kit Fisto! (laughs) Can he carry him through? We've seen underdogs win before, you know, with Max Rebo winning the best side characters tourney. Let's see if if Kit can, can keep on going against the Dark Lord of the Sith. All right, all right, all right. I guess I'll deliver this as more spoken word poetry. (laughs) <laughs> an ode let's just call an ode to kid fisto ah yes my man bow down because i'm a big fan let me introduce you to kid fisto we went on vacation to monte cristo <laughs> green lightsaber underwater very squid like but he's not a blotter look at that big old smile be grievous by a country mile <laughs> an ode to kid fisto <laughs> by a country mile <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I think that's one of the the things that we don't talk about enough is how Kit Fisto actually, uh, you know, when they were like, "Oh, send Obi Wan to fight him on Utapau," Kit Fisto was like, "Am I am I a joke? Am I, got, <laughs> I got this. Let me go. No. Did, did you here to fight Palpatine? I thought you guys failed to mention that Kit Fisto in his duel with Grievous was basically playing cleanup for his apprentice. What? <laughs> wait, no, wait. But no, was... Grievous got like all new limbs when Kid Fisto fought him. It's true. I forget that the... scene. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Whoa. Well, you're at. You're, you're out of your depth now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These are these are the shark waters and, and shark week, and I'm ready to eat. So after a, after a great one from Nigel with uh, with Kit Fisto, Sam, let's hear what you got for Papa Palps from Sheev himself. Sheev himself. Papa Palps, drop a beat. His Sith lightning coming quick. He's bringing the heat. Watch Anakin's career with great interest with his rise to power. How can you not be impressed? Unlimited power. Sheev's got it all. Enough to see the entire Jedi Order fall. He said, see here, green friend, time's up and you lose. He exiled him real quick from his ears to his shoes. So yeah, if you can't tell, he's a powerful chap. Puppet Master Papa Palps. He's on top. No cap. Puppet Master Papa Palps. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all she wrote. I'm going to have to give that one to Kit Fisto. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) I think he he ended up defeating Palpatine in the rematch. Wow! That was was unexpected. I don't even think Papa Palp saw that one coming. I'm surprised to be sure, but a welcome one. But a welcome (laughs) one. The tables are turned. He'll be watching. Uh, the, he'll be watching Kit Fisto's career with great interest from the bench. Yeah, take <laughs> take, a take a seat. And for this next one, for this third matchup in 
the quarterfinals, we've got Obi-Wan Kenobi versus Rey. An intriguing one, to be sure, but a welcome one. <laughs> wow. Who you, that's, they're both uh, your wins, Sam's. Are you taking that's, that's true. I got to stick with the, uh, with, I mean, my guy's still in my corner with Obi-Wan here. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a, yeah, I feel confident taking Obi-Wan here. <laughs> okay. So Nigel's got Ray. Sam's got Obi-Wan. I think, yeah, Nigel went first last time. So, Sam, let's hear it. All right. Here we go. Double Dutch bus rolling down the street. Obi-Wan's in the house. DJ dropped that beat. First Jedi in a thousand years to end the Sith Lord's entire careers. So uncivilized is the name of your game. If you a cyborg trying to cross him, then you'll end up in flames. He's got big wit and he sits on the council. If you say flying ain't for droids, then he'd think that that's doubtful. Living on Tatooine voluntarily, he says Sith Lords are a speciality. A force ghost or in person in, in good times or strife. If you got a problem with him, go home, rethink your life. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> You're using all of the, all like that. You're the using, using the quotes to your advantage. Yes. <laughs> that was a strong one. That was a strong one from Sam for yeah, uh, I almost want to go second after that. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel, can you keep up with that? Stranger from Jakku. You're probably wondering who. This place seems like a zoo. Great pilot, and she's pretty neat too. Drop the mic with a yellow saber because she's cool. Don't confuse her for Kylo's boo. Did I mention Rey's a Skywalker too? <laughs> one rhyme the- scheme. <laughs> one rhyme scheme throughout the whole. That throughout. was uh, that was consistent. I was not expecting that. Carrying the one rhyme. <laughs> the entire rhyme. Ball, that was it. Was bold. It was adventurous. Is it enough to get through? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. That was successful, <laughs> Sam. I mean, let's be real here. If we are being real, I think I'm gonna have to go. Back to Jakku. Why does everyone go back to Jakku? I'm just going to go with Obi-Wan Kenobi for this one. I mean, Sam was out here driving the double Dutch bus. I mean, rolling down the street. (laughs) Obi-Wan's in the house. We've got an interesting matchup to close out the the quarterfinals here with Asajj Ventress and Anakin Skywalker. Wow. I'll stick with Ventress. Okay, Okay. I can stick with Anakin. All right, so I think, yeah, Sam went first last time. Nigel, let's uh, let's hear what you got for Asajj. All right, all right. Jedi, Night Sister, Assassin, Bounty Hunter. Please don't call her Gunter. Deadly as they come. (laughs) After a roast, you'll think you're dumb. Will they, won't they, you'll never know. Cross her and you'll end up a real John Doe. Twin blades, red and true. (laughs) Damn, Asajj is cool. (laughs) He ends on the best notes. <laughs> See, the thing is, you gotta, you have to come up with the end and build to it. And and damn, she is cool. So <laughs> you're not <laughs> wrong. It's the nail. And I just realized, looking at looking at the bracket right here, she is the last hope for the dark side. So, oh my, God. <laughs> wow, it's a lot of weight. All right, so Sam, how can you respond with Anakin? Okay, here we go. Here. What you think you know about my young Annie? Farm boy the Jedi from movies one through three? Too old. Can't trust him is what the council said. It's a shame he let Palpatine get to his head. Chosen one, warrior, and a pilot, it's true. Not just the men, but the women and the children, too, met their demise at the end of his blade. Just like the battle droids that belong to the Trade Federation. Separatists knew they could not win. Against Tatooine's best boy, this is where the fun begins. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you want so, to wait, 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 Sam. So that last line, did you build to that? I did. Oh. 
That's all I needed. That's all I needed here. Well, I'm gonna have to give that one to uh, to Sam with Anakin there, but that does leave us with a very interesting set of semifinals here. We've got Luke Skywalker against Kit Fisto. And the wow. rematch of the Battle of the Heroes on Mustafar, we've got Anakin <laughs> versus Obi-Wan. Wow. Two iconic matchups. Obi-Wan versus Anakin, Luke versus Kit Fisto, as we all expected the final <laughs> four to be. Right? <laughs> I mean, Everybody similar to the first coming. tournament that I was I'm honored, honored to be to be invited for. And um it, it was it was great fun. Just like that had an unexpected turn of events. I can't say I saw this coming. <laughs> I I saw Kit Fisto. I knew. <laughs> yeah, Kit Fisto was destined for this. He was uh, born for this. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but going into the semifinals, you both will have to use haikus for your characters. So just as a reminder for the rules of a haiku, they're short poems where they have three lines, where the first line is five syllables, the second line is seven syllables, and the third line is five syllables again. So five, seven, five. You both have to use haikus for your characters, and I'm looking forward to seeing what you're able to create here. Oh, this this is truly where the fun begins. Now the creativity can really, really take some shape. So Sam, how about you kick us off with the semifinals with your haiku for Luke Skywalker? All right. Feels the good in you. 3PO, where could he be? <laughs> Stay on target, Dak. It's the master class See, of lines. Sam went with <laughs> one-liners. I'm going more abstract. But all right, let's, uh, let's hear the abstract that you're bringing with Kit Fisto. Green tentacles, neat. Smiling above, so bright, eek. <laughs> Teacher, <laughs> friend, king, god. Wow, <laughs> talk about abstract. <laughs> we're getting cultural here <laughs> i should strike you down for blasphemy against gonk but <laughs> this needs to be addressed <laughs> like i said he's like right below gonk <laughs> called him god though is this like some kind of du- duality where, where does this come one? from yeah 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 <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna have to give that one to kit fist okay <laughs> take me on home <laughs> making it to the finals wow was, uh, <laughs> I think the end of it is just so dramatic. <laughs> it just goes from well, zero to 100. One line goes from talking about him smiling, and then it's like, teacher. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Friend? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, king. he is. woke up king, yeah, whatever. <laughs> God. He's a king? What? I'm totally here for it. Oh, Kit Fisto on to the final. Who? I mean, I know Nigel saw this coming, but who well, thought? I mean, not to, not to, to keep the, the rivalry from round one going but we saw that in the movie at least in the revenge of the sith kit fisto did make it to i guess what was considered his final round but was struck down pretty easily so oh this, his God. his story's not over yet whoa, whoa, whoa he gets like two he gets like two blocks in and then he, he gets he bested. did get a couple of parries he did get a couple of parries which is much more than any of his compadres probably enough say, to but... say ah i'm confused and then you know no no he, no, ate no, he blocked one he smiled parry a second smiled then said it's time but with kit fisto in the final that leaves us with the next semi-final round between obi-wan kenobi and anakin skywalker i'm not gonna say master versus apprentice because you know i guess that was him versus vader on mustafar but still it's a pretty uh pretty intense showdown here oh yes wow <laughs> oh and i guess i'm going first right yeah you're yeah you're taking the uh the the first haiku here it's also rather abstract <laughs> Uh, which character will you be? Will you be? Oh, uh, it's Anakin. Anakin. All right. So Nigel's taking Anakin. Sam with Obi Wan. 
Nigel, how about you start us off with your haiku for The Chosen One? All right, here we go. Angst, anger, hope, love. Sans bothersome, pull the plug. Pilot, <laughs> Jedi, Sith. <laughs> it's just so loaded. <laughs> there's, just, there's so much packed in there. There is. It's amazing. You could fit all that in, in what, 17 syllables. My gosh. A whole plot line. An entire <laughs> character arc. The essence of a Development. Being. Highs and lows. All in <laughs> a number of syllables. And he still found a way to tie it into Kid Fisto. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, wait. The well, different see, person? As, okay. Whoops. As I was writing it, uh, it started as Anakin, and all I thought I could think about was Kid Fisto. <laughs> So let's see. Uh, let's see how the master can respond. Let's see if uh, Obi Wan can catch another dub as he did on Mustafar, or <laughs> if this is uh, this is the fall of Kenobster. Oh no! This this is this is Obi Wan's time to shine. The mullet, so suave, always ready for a drink, but never death sticks. <laughs> <laughs> just looked at Attack of the Clones in the eye and just right. jumped at it. That's actually what it, Sam, Sam was watching the movie, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I also thought about all right from from what I remember from the Clone Wars to the man's the man's got a drink in his hand. <laughs> is he? Does he not? He, he's he's got a pension. Drinking. Yeah, exactly. Gosh. From from sipping tea, he's always always ready for a drink, but never death sticks for a drink. <laughs> No, 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 no. None of that funny business. Well, it seems like civilization uh, wins. Uh, I'm going to have <laughs> to move on, Obi-Wan, to the final against Kit Fisto. That's right. Two masters of the council the in the final. Against Kit Fisto, <laughs> I think, wow. I think I do have to say you both absolutely crushed the haikus, though. Those are, I think, <laughs> some of the best ones that have graced the podcast yet. <laughs> I this this competition's been fierce. I I, I need my, myself uh, one of Obi Wan's drinks after this. I'm I mean I'm looking back at this and uh, and I think it's been pretty even. Like you both have traded rounds like left and right. It's been <laughs> it's been a pretty even fight. It has been. Has it been the matchup worthy, that you anticipated? <laughs> Let's see who can take home the dub as uh, Kit, yeah, Kit Fisto against Obi-Wan in the final. I'm guessing Nigel's going to stay with his boy Kit. Oh, well, <laughs> Sam, of course. You'll I, have, uh, no, I want to see the curveball and have Nigel go for Obi-Wan. <laughs> right. I'd, I'd for... throw. I would immediately throw. I mean, that I'd happened like, what in, in uh, round one? Obi. Uh... <laughs> well, uh, what do you know? Okay, bye, I guess. Uh, <laughs> okay, Obi? bye, I guess. <laughs> Uh, so so for this final you both will have to create an acrostic for their names and if you want to go with their full name or just their first names or last names i'll leave that up to you and your creativity uh, i realize there's a lot of letters in obi-wan Kenobi, so, <laughs> yeah uh, i'll let you decide what if but... i what, what if i just want to go with ben or o b <laughs> obi-wan <laughs> obi-wan <laughs> But yeah, as a reminder for the acrostic, you'll just make a word or phrase that starts with each letter of the name that you're using. So let's see what you got to close us out, to take home the gold. Can <laughs> Kit reign victorious or will a more elegant win for a civilized time happen? He doesn't deal with absolutes, but this will absolutely, he'll be, he'll absolutely be bringing home the gold. Yeah, here's, here's for all the marbles. I, pl I chose to do the acrostic for Obi-Wan, not Kenobi. 
Um, okay. One-liners delivered with a flourish. Brawls in most every bar he walks into. Incredibly sarcastic. Wise and witty. Ally to those in need. Negotiations kept short. <laughs> and his his track record of brawls in bars. Uh, it is. I mean, that's automatic. It seems like every bar, every every uh, bar he steps into, lightsabers out, arms are off. But yeah, as as soon as he walks in the door, they know everybody. Trouble's yeah. <laughs> oh, someone's like, let me finish oh, my drink. Here we go again. <laughs> oh man. Well, that was a great acrostic. Uh, Nigel, can you deliver? For Kit Fisto, can we get an upset over Kenobi himself? This is, uh, once again, going to be rather abstract. King. Idol. Titan. Friend. <laughs> icon. Savior. Tentacles. <laughs> one above all. But gonk. Oh my gosh. I mean, tentacles? <laughs> Kidding me. <laughs> Where does all this come from? <laughs> My book of Kit Fisto lore. Who knew that there was so much to unpack with a character that got like 30 seconds of screen time in the movies? <laughs> oh my god. I Unnecessary. I, I know we're, 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 make, we're making this tough, but I mean, you asked, we delivered. I know you did. You both brought your A game today. It's been constant back and forth, trading rounds, some strong performances. But whatever, Andrew, remember, whatever decision you come to, know that this is the most powerful Force user in the Star Wars universe. So there's, there's, yeah, no, no pressure riding on this whatsoever. I think there's only, it, I think just there's go only down one, as canon, though. I think there's only one answer. If I'm, if I'm going with my, with my gut, following my one rule about laughter. <laughs> I'm going to have to give this one a kiss. Oh, my gosh. See? Let's go! After all of this. Kit Kit Fisto. I'm going to ask myself, just like just like the first tournament that I was a part of, how in the world it came to this? Um, I, I need a vacation. That's I'd, like to, I'd like to thank my fans and my haters. <laughs> And Kit Fisto for such a a bright, shiny smile, apparently. <laughs> well, I always think Kit He's Fisto. smiling upon Nigel right now. Sam, I did realize that's two finals that uh, have, <laughs> have not gone your way after <laughs> some strong performances throughout the tournament, throughout the bracket. But I have to, to give this, this moment to Nigel with Kit Fisto. Nigel, what do you have to say after this victory, seeing your boy Kit Fisto make it to the top and conquer? You know, at the start of this, we said, don't let your dreams be memes. <laughs> it's not often that your memes get to be dreams. I have been a Kit Fisto fan since, <laughs> since I first saw him. And to be able to get to this point and win this tournament with Kit Fisto, it means the world to me. You know, I mean... I'd like to thank my friends, my family, this podcast, <laughs> Kit Fisto, and I want everybody to know, I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> Catch me in Galaxy's Edge. Oh, take me with you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> for real. And Sam, as the, uh, the runner-up, after, you know, Nigel's given his closing thoughts here, what do you have to say for, for yourself, to the, to the listeners, after a really valiant performance, you have... You, you did a lot of great work in this bracket. What do you have to say? Listeners, um, I did put my best foot forward. I'm not going to say the game was rigged from the, from the onset, but um, no, it, it, was all, it was all fair. 
I uh, I thought I learned from the first tournament just to to get the laughs and get them free flowing. And um, it turns out at the end there was just more more meme material for our our boy kid over here. But uh, no, it's, it was it's all fair. I, I admire the competition, and um, I'll be retiring effective immediately. <laughs> I'd like to uh, to thank everybody who's been in my corner. So that if this this is a glorious sunset to write out on, knowing that I I defended the true the true number one, the fan favorite with the best hair in the Star Wars universe. But no, it was it was great. It was great fun. Thanks for inviting us on. And uh, yeah, if I'm if I'm supposed if I'm destined to play bridesmaid in every single tournament that I'm a part of. <laughs> then you know what? So be it. I, I had a fun time. You're bringing the consistency. This was, uh, this was a really great time. I really appreciate both of you coming on here, duking it out, having some fun and laughs along the way. This was an entertaining tournament to, to close out this, this break leading to season three. Is there anything you both wanted to, to plug or say to, say to the listeners just to, to have a moment before we close out today? Yeah, first I would like to say, if you don't know who Revan is, I'm once again <laughs> asking you to give me my time back. I don't know how you're going to reverse this <laughs> to this podcast, but find a way. Because that's the only real Star Wars fans in my book. Just kidding, of course. And uh, <laughs> i like to plug a favorite podcast of mine. Uh, it's a pretty good one. It's, oh, what's it called? It's about uh, reading. There's books involved. Uh, they usually have, uh, it's an inner, inner, no. Um, Does it I, include oh, yeah, inner room? Uh, outer room, no. Outer, <laughs> outer, outer rim reads. Great podcast. I'm the real host of it. You know, <laughs> Fans, if you don't know, the, the truth comes out. <laughs> yeah, I, to, to that end, I'd also, I mean, I'd, I'd like to really, uh, to thank the host for bringing us, bringing us on. He's a great friend of mine. The, the fact that, <laughs> yes, we, we've been close friends for many years. Uh, I, I, I consider him family, you know, I can, I think I can go, go ahead and say that too. And, uh, he knows who he is. I'll, I'll leave it at that. And he, he's done a great job at piloting this, this show. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what he can do in the future at the helm of a great show. And as, as a skilled Hostition here. When you hostition. said family, I thought maybe Dominic Toretto. You were Toretto. <laughs> He's the real host of this podcast. <laughs> but Sam Nigel, thank you so much again, listeners. I hope you enjoyed this tournament episode. This was a really great time, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks again for having us on. This yeah, was man. a heck of a lot of fun. Always, always love just chatting and having some good laughs with uh, with Star Wars, especially. So always relish the opportunity. It's always fun to come on here. We always have a great time. And thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to follow Outer Rim Reads on social media to stay connected to the show, you can follow us on Twitter at Outer Rim Read Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Outer Rim Reads Pod. If you'd like to support the show for as little as $3 a month and get access to bloopers, exclusive t-shirts, stickers, and more, you can do so at patreon.com slash Outer Rim Reads. Outer Rim Reads is created by Andrew Geha, it is hosted by Andrew Geha, it is edited by Connor Floyd, and it is produced by Andrew Geha as well as Simon Van Bakum. There won't be any new episodes in August, but we will be back on September 7th to begin Season 3 covering Light of the Jedi. Until then, sit back and enjoy. We've got a new shrine installed in the corner over there. It's dedicated to a couple of legendary figures you might have heard about. Some call them the new dyad in the Force, Gonk 
and Kit Fisto. 